Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Still on the East Coast, I am Josh Lander. That is Nate Weitzer. He's also on the East Coast. So we're kind of coast, same coast today. Uh, but we're looking at Friday's end of the week here. Baseball slate for you guys. Going to go ahead and try and improve a little bit on the 2-2 two and two from last night. Still feeling decently about that. No real units lost. Uh, so we'll try to pick it up a little bit here on Friday. To end on a positive note, we also kicked off our NFL Coast to Coast Player Props video for you guys this week. So you can go ahead and check that out as soon as it's up on the YouTube page uh, as football is in full swing. The Lions with that surprise victory, but we're still talking about baseball here, so continue to follow along by liking and subscribing. Also, want you to head to thelines.com. Check out the great written content we're putting up on the site, full of content right now. Also, have the odds finder tool on there. You can use that to make sure that you are getting the best odds available to you from all of these books giving us bets this season. Nate, let's go ahead and run into your first best bet here for Friday. Yeah, both bets I'm taking here are again pretty simple. Um, the Orioles to win at Fenway, uh, but you know, just a team you can trust. And Kyle Bradish is a guy I want to back at Fenway because he's pretty elite in terms of limiting fly balls and homers. Um, and that's what you need to do at Fenway Park. He only has given up a 6.5 launch angle on the year, negative nine launch angle combined his last two tough road starts at Arizona and Seattle. So definitely understanding the park and the fact that he's got to keep it on the ground. I mean, in general, 26% hard contact. And since the all-star break, a 54% ground ball rate. So yeah, let let that O's defense work behind him. O's are, have the second fewest errors in the majors this year. Um, you know, he's, he's got good control against righties, nearly a 5K per walk ratio. And on the road against lefties, he's striking out 11.5 per nine. It's it's kind of mostly the curveball that's doing that work. It's abs, it's it's rates plus sixteen per fan graphs, and Boston while they've been good against the curveball early in the season, they they have the third worst rating in the last fourteen days, eighth worst over thirty days, uh, and so I I do trust Bradish to continue his strong outings, um, and and the O's who have won eight of their last nine on the road and five straight. On the other side, we got Tanner Houck, um, who's lost five. of you know, uh, I mean, the Sox have lost five of the last six at home because they most have been playing good teams lately. Um, they've actually, you go back, they've been, they were swept by Toronto at home. And then they won a few against like KC and Detroit. But they this this is what happens when you have the toughest schedule down the stretch and why Boston's probably not going to be able to climb into this wildcard race. They just, they don't beat these really good teams. How had to go against the Astros and, and Dodgers lately. And stepped it up a little bit, kept kept the ball on the ground. But yeah, he just the biggest issue with him is he's bad in high leverage situations. Um, if you get runners on base, if you know, it's really rough, bad at ball data when that happens. And he's also really bad against lefties, uh, which is part of the reason he has a 5.4 ERA against Baltimore into this season. I mean, I haven't seen these kind of discrepancy splits against lefties, righties, 27% home run to fly ball when he's facing a lefty versus just 3% against righties and the ground balls are miles apart too. So I think the, the lefties that, that uh, the O's can throw at him are going to be an issue here. Um, and at Fenway again, yeah, the confines are, are very friendly if you can lift it down either line. And, and that's what lefties are able to do more often at that park. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're we're of a similar mind here. Um, I, I have no problem with with the Orioles on the road. I, I've definitely targeted them on the road a number of times this season. They have the second best record on the road. I mean, they have like the fourth best record at home. They're top five team in baseball this year, so it makes sense at least in the regular season. They're a very, very good regular season team. I will not be betting on them to be successful in the playoffs, but they have been uh, proven to be really good on the road, and that's helped them a ton, like a 46-25 and 25 record on the road. Also covering the run line, by the way, uh, with a positive number against the run line in terms of margin of victory, usually covering that by almost two runs per game when they're on the road right now for, for the O's. So I, I'm feeling good about them for what you're saying. I also like the over at nine and a half. I think you can get value on that being in Boston. Um, if this game was in Baltimore, might not feel quite the same about Camden Yards as I do about Fenway. Uh, but I love taking overs at Fenway uh, right now. When you look at Boston, number one batting average at home, that makes sense. Uh, they have a 111 WRC plus at home versus 99 on the road. Uh, their batting average also must much worse on the road. So there's obviously some reason to believe that they're always going to be scoring a bit more runs at, at that uh, shorter park in Fenway. You, you've got the six examples this season. They played each other six times, which is actually pretty low for these uh, these division foes, but they'll be playing a bunch more in September. Uh, but this is the, the first series that they're playing this month. And the six times they played so far, four of the six games went over 10 runs. All of the games that were at Fenway, all three of them, went comfortably over 10 runs. They averaged 16, almost 17 runs per game combined these two teams when they played at Fenway three times this season already. So I, I'm continuing to believe in that trend. I got a little bit better stats for Kyle Bradish when he's at home than even when he's at, 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 on the road. And when I say little, I mean, he's got a full run better on his ERA when he's on the road, or excuse me, when he's at home versus when he's pitching on the road. And obviously Fenway, not exactly the, the, going to be a very... Uh, friendly park for him against these these bats of, of Boston especially like we were saying and then I mean Tanner Houck like he's still not quite the big league pitcher I think that they're hoping that he will turn into uh, even though he's already 27 and, and has a few seasons of mediocrity under his belt in various places and I, look the the last roughly like seven outings for him we're talking about giving up four runs in, in half and a little bit more than half those uh, and not able to go more than five innings except for twice there and he went six once like it there's just not much to believe in Tanner Houck yet as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think in this one, you know, his, his 5.07 ERA is, is actually okay compared to the, his XERA a little bit worse. And then you talk about bats on, on, on Baltimore. Like you said, those lefty matchups for him should be a big problem as well with all those bats uh, for, for Baltimore. So I, I feel comfortable with their, their money line. Like you said, my favorite bet for a full unit is over nine and a half runs though in this game. Yeah, I'm not fully on board with that just because I, I think it's so impressive what Bradish has been able to do, keeping the ball down um, and that Orioles bullpen very good. The Orioles very good at winning these low scoring close games. That's that's generally how they do. Uh, but I do see plus odds for how just to give up three earned runs. So I, I will take that all day. Uh, I will back I will back that side of the over. And that's also what I'm taking here uh, in Houston, Blake Snell over two and a half earned runs. Uh, now that I look at it, it's the same odds for Hauk versus Blake Snell. So that is something I have more confidence in. So we'll say a half unit here on Snell to struggle against Houston. But it's the Astros offense. That's why it's a pretty simple pick here. You can also look at under six and a half Ks. The odds are just not good there. Minus 132 is the best you can find. Uh, but the Astros are not striking out at all. At, at all. 
against anyone. The lowest by far in the last 30 days. The best WOBA. Uh, swinging outside the zone, but also making the highest contact rate outside the zone. They're number one against fastballs and changeups, and and sixth against sliders. And Snell, that's that's three of his four pitches. He throws those 80% of the time. He has struggled in his last two against the Astros. Uh, you always have to look at that with a grain of salt because of 2019 and 21, went before they had been fully caught cheating. Uh, one of those was at Houston. But yeah, I mean, the only three Ks in both of those starts gave up 12 earned in his career. Now he has a 6.1 ERA against Houston. And more than that, it, it's just the he's going to get himself into trouble eventually. He has been this huge walk guy is why I've been taking his over on his K's usually in, in better matchups because he puts so many guys on base and then he has the 34% K rate with runners on. Um, and so he just tries to wriggle out of it by not allowing contact. He's got a 90% strand rate since the all-star break, but he's walking 6.3 per nine innings. Uh, in the Astros, you're just not going to get away with that, right? I mean, they, they're incredible against lefties are incredible with, with runners in scoring position. Um, Altuve and Bregman and Michael Brantley all have great BVP against him. And you look at a similar uh, a similar matchup against Toronto, who's tied with the lowest K rate against lefties. Even though he was able to miss a bunch of bats, this, is, this was on July 20th against Toronto, 16% swinging strike rate, under 60% contact overall. He missed a ton of bats but he could not put them out. He walked seven and he only struck out four. Uh, so I do think under six and a half K's is in play here, but more than that, I just think you're, you're not going to silence this Astros offense at home, even though they're allegedly not cheating anymore uh, with the video cameras. I don't think we've, we've actually had to bring up any pitcher stats with an asterisk yet talking about pitching in Houston. So that was exciting for Blake Snell. I was looking for a way to fade him in this one as well, to be honest. So uh, I'm fine with taking the earned runs as the way to do that. Just really want to keep backing this Astros offense. And I'm, unfortunately, I don't think they have any more outings against the Texas Rangers where we know that they can put up football scores. Uh, but I still think that in, in a, a pretty solid matchup, I mean, look, Blake Snell has dominated some some teams that are definitely a much worse offense right now than this Houston one that's come on strongly with a lot of strong guys uh, on the right side of the plate as well. So, I, I, yeah, I, I get it for sure. And I think runs in this game is probably a, a pretty good bet there. Uh, I'm going to close things out with my current GOAT, and that is Kodai Senga, as he is definitely the best pitcher on the Mets at this point. But to be honest, since, uh, uh, you know, obtaining that by default, you know, starter uh, ace role, if you will, for the Mets rotation because of trading the two Hall of Famers that they did, um, he's been stepped up to the plate. He's been really, really good. Uh, and so I'm going Mets minus 112 on the money line versus Minnesota, who has Dallas Keuchel on the mound. And that's really how I started this bet analysis was, oh, sweet, I get to fade Dallas Keuchel against the Mets, who are better against lefties than they are against righties. Uh, and this guy is not going to blow anything by anybody. So uh, that for, for the money line is a big reason there being Keuchel. I also throw out Senga, my goat, over 17 and a half outs in this one, minus 110 for that on DraftKings. So I'm, I'm putting a full unit on both of those. 
this was actually my favorite bet. These two of the night, more more so even. I do like that Red Sox Orioles over, but I just wanted to to align that with as you were talking about it. But I do prefer this one a little bit more when you look at Senga in his last seven starts. And I want to be clear: in those last seven, he's faced five of the best offenses against lefties right now. Uh, even the Angels are hitting lefties very well. The Cubs, the Mariners, the Cardinals, and the Bravos. So you you know that they've been he's been going up against really good lineups, having incredible success in those seven starts. 2.64 ERA and a 3.6 xFIP, really really good with those fielding independent independent numbers. Um, he's uh, 2.64 ERA, like I said, is accompanied by 10 and a half strikeouts per nine. Walks is the problem as well. He's got three and a quarter walks per nine. That's not very good. It's in the bottom 10th percentile, and it could be how he gets into trouble against this Minnesota Twins lineup. It's just a matter of are the Twins going to have plate discipline because they weirdly strike out a ton against lefties uh, and in general, or excuse me, against righties and in general, to be honest. Um, but they also uh, strike, they also walk a ton, which is kind of annoying because they, that's where he's going to get in trouble if he does. Right. Uh, so I think if he continues to pitch the way he has, regardless of the, the walks, he's been able to get out of things with the strikeouts. It's why he's keeping all of his expected numbers down too, is because he's not really letting that many balls get into play. Um, and if he's going to continue to do that, the the Twins really do have been relying uh, on guys getting on base for them to score as opposed to having really, really strong slugging numbers necessarily. So uh, you're not going to get any more value on his Ks. He's been striking guys out a ton, just had 12 versus the Mariners, 10 versus the Angels. He's got a 45% ground ball rate that he's inducing during that time, which is really good for a guy who at times has been known to give up some hard contact when he does give it up. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. The, the Like I said, the Minnesota Bats striking out a ton. I just think that they've been the, the Minnesota bats playing well against righties lately. I think that's been partly because they haven't faced that many good pitchers. The three times they faced a solid pitcher that was a righty in the last uh, month or so, it was Scherzer twice and Gavin Williams once who only went five. Other than that, it's been a lot of uh, a lot more cupcake matchups for them when they're facing righties. So, and, and as far as the money line goes as well, just throwing some D Dallas Keuchel out there stuff for you guys. Twenty one innings pitched since he's come back from Minnesota this season, five point zero six ERA and a five point one two xFIP, a three point three K per nine rate there because he's just not nobody swinging and missing like nobody because he can't get that fastball above eighty five. The slider is working better for him actually a little bit faster than the fastball, and there's just not much there when your changeup is like. 81 and your fastball is 85 it's just not going to really fool anybody so I don't think he's going to have much success against the Mets bats uh, and I think Senga can continue to go the the six innings that he has been in all of the last seven games he's played I can't believe Dallas Keuchel is uh still in the majors here and somehow figuring out yeah it's it's literally throwing stuff against the wall see if it sticks that he's able to to throw two scoreless starts before getting shelled again on the road yeah, it's completely boom bust. And uh, yeah, look, once again, we have an over two and a half earned runs bet that is pretty juicy, plus 115. So yeah. all three of those are in play here. Uh, if you're, you're less less uh, less faith in, in Blake Snell, or most more faith in Blake Snell, I will throw out that either of those two much worse starting pitchers are worth taking the over on. Yeah, taking some overs on some pitchers were fading. Uh, and then, like I said, I'm still going to ride with Kodai Senga, who I'm sure they're happy to leave out there uh, as long as he needs to be out there at this point. So that is all the time we have for you guys in this one. Continue to follow along. Like I said at the top, like and subscribe. Check out those NFL coast-to-coast -coast player prop videos we have coming each week now as well. Until we see you next, happy betting. Step it up, up, up.